Hello, this is Andy, and you're listening to Federal Andy. Regarding yesterday's episode, number 124, titled Republican Hypocrisy Again, I noticed while doing the limited amount of editing that I am capable of doing, (laughs) I'm not qualified to do it, I'm capable of doing it, it doesn't turn out the way I want, but I noticed while I was doing that that I sounded angry. And I am kind of angry. I am angry because I feel like we are running out of time in the United States of America to save and preserve our democracy. There isn't a day that goes by, it seems, these days that I do not hear or see someone in the Republican Party say or do something that is not only unpatriotic, but also anti-democratic, small d, democratic. And I think we're running out of time. All of these things in court are going to take time to move through the process. And we don't have the luxury of time. The next election is, what, 19 months away? And if we recognize the Department of Justice's self-imposed moratorium, I suppose, on announcing investigations or in announcing charges against someone in the political realm, we have less than 19 months. And that means to get things indicted, to get people indicted, and to get them charged. (laughs) Then you have to set hearings, and then there's trials, and then there's a probably an appeal. How are we going to get all that done in less than 19 months? Because these people on the right know how to delay things. And that's what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to delay. And there's a very good possibility that we could very, very well have a man who committed treason against the United States back in the White House again. Do you think he's going to walk out again this time as easily as he left last time? And yeah, I know he didn't leave easily last time. If he gets back in again, that's it, I think, for democracy. And it's going to show that we have a whole bunch of American people who are so out of touch with reality that they can't be depended upon to do what is right for themselves or their fellow citizens. And in listening to another podcast this morning, while I was contemplating what I was going to do today, I have lists of ideas for podcasts and I sometimes, I work on some of them ahead of time, like weeks and weeks. (laughs) Others are more impromptu. But comment was made on another podcast that Germany started 1933 with a democracy. And by the end of 1933, Germany had concentration camps. And that just sent chills to my very soul. I really felt chills literally through my bones. I thought that is frightening. Is 1923 going to be America's 
1933 Germany? Have we learned nothing over the last 90 years? If you're interested in this topic, stay tuned. Episode 125, is 2023 going to be America's 1933 Germany? What is it going to take, America? What is going to have to happen for the people of the United States, the majority, to stand up in unison and say, no, we've had enough of this. I'm beginning to wonder if there is such a moment. We have a political party right now that is controlling one branch of our government by a very narrow margin, but they are in control of it. And we saw this party protect a president who lied to the American people literally on a daily basis, a president that does not and has not represented what I would think most people would say were American values and American morals. This is a man who has cheated people in business for decades. If you're an honest businessman, you don't have thousands and thousands and thousands of lawsuits. You just don't. There's going to be a few. Yes, if you're in business, there's going to be people that are going to disagree with you. And if you have a big company with a lot of assets, you may have more. But you're not going to have thousands of people saying that you cheated them out of money. You didn't fulfill uh, the signed contract. But Trump did. You're not going to have a businessman who has filed bankruptcy after bankruptcy after bankruptcy, leaving investors high and dry time and time and time again. You're not going to have a man at the very top of your party who had a foundation that was shut down by a judge for fraud. Fraud so bad that the judge shut down the foundation, fined the foundation millions of dollars, and made your children, who were involved in the foundation, have to take classes where they were taught how not to cheat and defraud people. Trump University. Remember the people that went to Trump University and had to sue to get their money back because they basically wound up with worthless degrees or education? An upstanding person with values and morals, an honest person, the type of person that America would want in the White House to represent the nation. That is not typically what America would want. A person who, the minute he took the oath of office, was in violation of the Foreign Emoluments Clause, which stipulates that a president cannot personally profit from a foreign government while they're in the presidency. But Trump did. 
a president who was impeached twice for wrongdoing. We saw a military man lose his career in the military because he came forward and spoke up because he heard something that the President of the United States said that he felt was wrong. This was a man who is, from all appearances, very honest, very, very much in love with his country, and has worked hard to serve his country. And the thanks he got for being a whistleblower was that he basically got fired. Ambassadors that did a great job for the United States for many years also lost their ambassadorships in retaliation for not doing what this corrupt president wanted them to do because their devotion to the Constitution meant more to them than his devotion to the Constitution and the American people. We have seen a Republican Senate majority leader hold open a seat on the nation's highest court, the Supreme Court of the United States, held it open for, what, 11 months when uh, Justice Anton Antonique Scalia died unexpectedly? Because he said, well, you know, we want the American people to decide who's going to be in that seat. And we've got a presidential election coming up in almost a year. Ignoring the fact, of course, that the current president, who was a Democrat and was in his final year of two terms, in his eighth year as president, presidency that was pretty much without scandal, presidency that was very difficult because, again, the Republican Party, which every one of them took an oath to protect the Constitution, and the Constitution is supposed to protect the American people and the interests of the country, and yet they weren't doing that because they were putting their party before the Constitution, and they'd done that for eight years. They voted against bills that would have helped veterans. You know, the veterans that went over to fight a war in Iraq or in Afghanistan, the war that was based on lies from a previous Republican president who lied to start wars. And these veterans, these, these military people, went over and fought for their country because they thought it was the right thing to do. A lot of them lost their lives. Some of them came back with injuries that were debilitating. Some of them came back with PTSD and other things that prevented them from working. Some of them had lost their jobs while they were gone because the Great Recession, another gift from the Republican Party, it's Republican policies that brought this stuff on, folks. You don't believe me? Go back and check. Take a look, as President Biden says. But these veterans needed help, and there was a bill before Congress that would have provided assistance to these veterans, and the Republicans voted against it. The Republicans voted against the police officers who protected them on January 6th, 2021, when their very own citizens, their very own neighbors, attacked the nation's capital and attacked them. The Republicans in Congress were attacked 
And when there was a vote to honor them, the Republicans voted against it. So much for backing the blue, huh? The police. And the list goes on and on and on, folks. On and on. A lot of the beliefs of the folks who support the Republican Party have been created out of fantasy conspiracy by a television network known as Fox News, which has now had to admit in court during the discovery process that their television personalities sit there at night and lie to their viewers. They promote conspiracy theories that they know are not true They know that there's not a shred of truth to any of it. And this is proven by their own personal correspondence back and forth with each other and back and forth with their producers and back and forth with the folks that own Fox News. And they sit there and look at the camera and tell their viewers to their face, We have a serious problem here. When they know for a fact that there is no serious problem. The only serious problem is that we have a mental illness problem with uh, a man who was president and lost and can't accept loss. And so he's willing to take everybody else in the country down with him. Because he doesn't care about anybody else. The only person that's important to him is him, (laughs) himself, me, myself, and I. But we saw on TV our very own neighbors busting through the police barricades at the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. They brought in a gallows with a noose and put it on the grounds of the U.S. Capitol. They shoved police officers out of the way, sprayed them in the face with bear spray. Bear spray. They beat them with flagpoles and other things. They crushed them indoors. They broke windows, bashed through doors. They carried the Confederate flag through our U.S. Capitol. You want to talk about being unpatriotic and un-American? They would tell you that they were doing that because they are an American. Well, the South lost the Civil War, which was a bloody war. What, 600,000 Americans died in that war? Brother fighting against brother? South lost. When you lose, you don't get to keep displaying your flag because that makes you a traitor, in my opinion. And I think most Americans would say that seeing the Confederate flag is offensive. I'm sure the German people wouldn't want their neighbors flying the Nazi swastika flag. We have seen our middle class shrink. We have seen poverty increase. We have seen American citizens, our own friends and family and neighbors suffer because of high medical bills. The United States is the only country in the world that's not a third-rate country where American citizens regularly file for bankruptcy due to medical debt. 
That doesn't happen anyplace else in the world. And we're supposed to be a Christian nation, even though most of the founding fathers, the folks that founded the country and wrote all the documents that guide us, documents that we're supposed to live by, they were deists. They were Christians. And there are documented events where they affirmed that uh, there was no religion in the United States that was endorsed and that people could practice whatever religion they wanted to or not practice it as long as they didn't violate anyone else's rights to freedom of religion. So we watched them beat police officers, break windows. We saw them sitting in offices that were not meant to be assessed by, accessed by the public. We've seen the images of feces smeared on the walls, puddles of pee on the floor. I forgot how many millions of dollars of damage that uh, the Capitol endured on that day, but it was, I want to say it was over $20 million. I want to say $30 million. I'm not sure if that's right, but it was a lot. It's a lot of money. We have watched leaders in the Republican Party initially condemn their president. Donald Trump for the actions that he took or failed to take on January 6th. And then within a matter of days, watch them cower in fear to him. Mitch McConnell for one, Kevin McCarthy for another. Those are the top two people in Congress who are Republicans. They're cowards. They're cowards. They're not patriots. They're cowards. Neither one of them did the right thing. Mike Pence didn't do the right thing. He's now of trying to avoid a subpoena from the Department of Justice to testify about what he knows about January 6th, and he probably knows quite a bit. After all, he was one of the targets of these Trump supporters who were attacking the country that day. They wanted to hang Mike Pence, but he's gonna protect this guy, the guy that allowed this to happen, the guy that refused to comment. It's a coward. Mike Pence is a coward. We have a governor down in Florida who is a fascist. He's more concerned with children being exposed to books and drag queens than he is guns and bullets. This party has protected the gun industry. No other country in the world has mass murders and violent gun deaths like the United States of America. And despite the fact that we have a Second Amendment that, sells, that says a well-regulated militia, we do not have a militia that is well-regulated. We don't have well-regulated gun laws in this country and they don't want to pass them because they get too much money through lobbyists from the gun industry. That's corruption. Those people ought to be kicked to the curb, literally, for corruption because they're stealing. They're stealing from the American people and they're stealing lives of our families and our loved ones. How many of you listening 
know of someone who died in the United States because of gun violence. Maybe it's a loved one, an immediate family member. Maybe it's a mother, a father, a child, a classmate, an aunt or an uncle. I suspect most people in the United States don't have to look too far to find someone that they know who has lost someone to gun violence. But we're not going to do anything about that other than thoughts and prayers. We have billionaires who are able to legally buy the votes of politicians. And because of that, the billionaires have become very, very, very wealthy, while many other Americans continue to struggle. And they don't care about you. They don't care about me. They just want more, more, more. And they'll never have enough. They can have it all, and it still won't be enough. Why is that okay? And why do you keep voting for the people that do the dirty work for the billionaires? We used to have diversity in our media. Now we hear about the lamestream media or the liberal media, which if anybody bothered to check, they would find that there is no such thing as a liberal media because the majority of the media in this country is owned by conservatives. How long are you going to let them lie to you? You're sitting there trying to figure out how you're going to pay your bills. You're watching your insurance payments go up. You dread getting sick because you know that that's going to cost a fortune, even with health care they pick and choose what they want to cover and how much they want to cover. And all of this is because of these politicians who are taking money. And then they're getting on TV and they're smiling at you, telling you what a wonderful job they're trying to do for you if it weren't for those awful liberals, those damn dims. They just won't let them do anything. Oh, they get on social media and they complain about everything. It's never their fault. I noticed Oklahoma Senator James Lankford was saying that he didn't think Oklahoma taxpayers should have to bail out Silicon Valley bank or banks up in California, Silicon Valley. Well, <laughs> I looked up James Langford's voting record, and in 2018, when the voting regulations, when the banking regulations uh, were rolled back by a vote of members of Congress, Langford voted to roll back the, the regulations. So I asked him on Twitter if he was going to apologize for everybody for his vote and accept responsibility for the fact that part of the reason this happened in California was because of him. I doubt that he will. He says he's a Christian, a man of God. Does he not think his God is watching him? I'm sure he thinks I'm probably a heathen, but I do know that that's wrong and that a man of God would stand up and say, you know what, folks, I was wrong. I took money from the lobbyists, from the banking industry, and pressure from my fellow Republicans in Congress. And there were some Democrats that voted against it as well. Joe Manchin, Claire McCaskill. Yeah, I haven't seen Claire McCaskill on MSNBC this week, huh? Oops, can't have her on the air because, uh, <laughs> well, if we do, we can't talk about this because she voted roll back these banking regulations. Chris Coons, Democrat in name only and best friend to President Joe Biden. Yep. So 
Anyway, we'll see if uh, Langford does the right thing. I reminded him that his God's watching him. How long are we going to put up with this, America? What is it going to take? Every day, Americans send their kids off to school, and you never really know for sure if they're going to come home, do you? As you watch them walk out the front door or get on the school bus or get out of your car and walk up the sidewalk to the school, that could very well be the last time you ever see your child alive. How many more people are you going to hear about who have lost their kids because they got shot at school? How many more, America? Is there a number? If there is, I'd like to know. How many kids do we have to see? Actually, we don't see them, do we? We hear about them. And that's something that I think the Democrats need to do. The Democrats in the Senate, the Democrats in the House need to grow a spine. They need to get pictures of the crime scene at these schools, and they need to get permission from the parents. I understand some of the parents have already said it's okay to show pictures of my kid. They know it's going to be hurtful and painful, but if they 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 think maybe that might stir some people in Congress to do the right thing and uh, do some well-regulated gun laws, like the Second Amendment says. But I think that's what they need to do, get those big posters and blow them up that show these kids with half of their heads blown off because these guns don't just shoot a tiny little hole in them and get a little bit of blood on their shirt. They blow half of their face off. And I think that that's what they need to do in the Senate and in the House. When these Republicans start talking about, we got to you know, protect our you know, Second Amendment rights, Second Amendment rights, they need to just hold those posters up and say, this is what your Second Amendment rights have done, terrorized American families and why is this kid, why doesn't, why doesn't this kid have a right to life? There isn't a specific right to life, I guess, in the Constitution, but there is an amendment that says that there, there are inalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I would think life <laughs> being an inalienable right uh, probably is... I would say a supreme right, because every other right that they gave us in all of these documents is dependent upon life, because if you're dead, you can't use those rights. You don't need them. You're gone. So I think it's time that we pass something in Congress that says the right to life supersedes all of the other rights, period period, right to life. That would fit in perfectly with the pro-life group, wouldn't it? Oh, but they don't want to do that because then tax dollars would have to go to supporting these single moms who got raped that have to have kids and kids that would, for 18 years until they can support themselves, would need an education and food and shelter and clothing and all the things that you have to have to sustain life. They don't want that. They're not that pro-life. So now we have women sitting around at home waiting for the heartbeat of their dead fetus to stop beating so that they can go in and get an abortion and hope that they can get that before they die before they have blood poisoning that kills them. And this is okay with America? Really? What is it going to take, America? Huh? What's it going to take? You know, they keep talking about, well, we don't have money to do that. 
Well, the billionaires and the millionaires have had tax cuts after tax cuts after tax cuts after tax cuts. And they've done really well. And they've had plenty of time to stash away a ton of money. And you know what? Now it's time for them to cough up some money. They need to have their taxes increased. And you know what? We need to stop subsidizing these hugely wealthy, hugely profitable oil and gas companies. What is it? Hundreds of billions of dollars a year? in subsidies to these highly profitable companies? What the heck? That needs to go to help the American people. That needs to be put into Social Security so that our seniors don't have to live in poverty. Have you ever noticed every time they talk about, oh, you know, we've got to cut back, you know, the, the budget's a problem. It's always when there's a Democrat in the, in the Oval Office and they never, ever say, well, we need to take some of these tax cuts back because it cut our income too much. Never do that. They never say, well, we're going to have to cut back or stop these subsidies to these oil companies that gouged the public last year on gas prices and made had the best years ever in the history of their companies. We're going to have to take some of that back from the oil companies because they're doing okay without all these subsidies. We need that money somewhere else. They never do that. They always want to talk about cutting Social Security, cutting Medicare. They want to take away from you and me so that their wealthy benefactors, their wealthy donors aren't impacted at all. The greed is unending. We've heard the sayings, money is the root of all evil. We know what the Bible says about money and rich people. You would think all of these good Christians in Congress would be legislating to help those rich people make sure that they go to heaven when they die by not having bank accounts stuffed so full of money that they just can't put any more zeros on their bank statements. What is it going to take, America? How long are you going to continue to allow these people to abuse you and take advantage of you and lie to you? Because that is what they're doing. And they're laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> we have Republicans in Congress right now who want to stop helping Ukraine. Ukraine is a sovereign nation, a, a democratically elected president who is Jewish and has been invaded by a tyrant from Russia by the name of Vladimir Putin. They don't want to help Ukraine. Why? Is that an American value that we stand back and allow other countries to just be invaded and taken over? Really? What was the point of World War I then? What was the point of World War II? Because we all know that Putin is not going to stop with Ukraine. Once he gets Ukraine, he's going to keep, keep going. And, you know, there are countries that are part of NATO. And once one of those countries gets involved, then we're involved in World War III. Unless, of course, we are stupid and allow a dictator to come in and we give up our democracy and then the dictator can just say, well, we're pulling out of NATO and if Vladimir Putin wants to take France or whatever, have at it, dude. And you know what, America, at that point, you have been neutered. You've been spayed. There's not a darn thing you can do about it. And all of your ancestors, all of our ancestors that fought wars for our freedoms are going to roll over in their graves that you pissed it all away. And pardon my language, but I am 
I'm, I'm done. I've had it. I have had it. There is so much misinformation and lies coming from people who should be telling the truth. It should not be okay for a politician to lie to their constituents, and it happens every single day in the United States, and the American people tolerate it. Why is what I want to know. And what is it going to take? What is it going to take for America to go to the streets and say, we've had enough. We want to take back our country. And I'm not talking about for a fraudulent reason like January 6th, because Donald Trump is a fraud. He's a shyster. He's a grifter. He is a con man. And he's been that way his whole life. And he has created a cult. And that's going to be hard to convince those people that they've been taken advantage of. I'm hoping that there's going to be some evidence that is going to come forth that is going to be so egregious that his supporters are going to say, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. It's sad when the average American is paying 20, 25% of their income in taxes and billionaires are paying either zero or 3%. Is that okay with you? Why, why would that be? Why would that be? It's that way because the billionaires have bought politicians. And in an upcoming episode, I'm going to talk about the Powell Memorandum and how it was confidential at first, but it outlines how the conservatives, how the Republican Party could basically take over the country and step by step by step by step how they needed to go about doing it. And do you know what? They've done it. Powell memo was written back in 1971 and the man who wrote it sat on the Supreme Court the next year President Nixon put him on the Supreme Court you know you remember Nixon right the cheat the thief the liar Watergate Nixon <laughs> yeah and the Republicans back then kind of sort of did the right thing other than Gerald Ford should have allowed Richard Nixon to be prosecuted for his crimes instead of pardoning him. And George H.W. Bush should have allowed the investigation into Iran-Contra to happen even though he probably had some involvement in it, and even though Reagan was involved, they committed crimes. They should have been punished. They should have known better. They did know better. They did it anyway. George W. Bush, Dick Cheney, Dick Rumsfeld, Condi Rice, all of them who lied about the weapons of mass destruction and that Saddam Hussein was determined to strike the United States using weapons of mass destruction, knowing that it was a lie. They should have all been prosecuted. And what is it with us attacking Iraq when the hijackers on 9-11 were from Saudi Arabia? Have we done anything with the Saudis? Didn't they like dismember an American citizen who is a journalist? I think so. And our ex-president, Republican president, his biggest crook ever, his son-in-law got $2 billion in funding from Saudi Arabia. Are the Republicans in the House chairing all of these committees looking into that? Nope, nope, they're not. They're not. They're looking into something else, desperate to find something that they can divert attention away from the fact that they supported 
President Trump when he was in office, and they supported the January 6th insurrection and attempted to overturn our democracy. And they're all worried about their own skins right now. So they're looking for something desperately, anything, including using paid witnesses, paid witnesses to testify before committee. Jim Jordan. Did you not know those people had been paid off? Huh. And you know what, Joe Biden? I will just say you weren't my first choice for president. But why is it that we have so many Trump appointees and Trump nominees still in their positions over two years after you took office? Christopher Wray, with all the problems with the FBI, he needs to be fired immediately. You need to get somebody in there that can do that job. Merrick Garland, what the heck is he doing? It's been over two years. It's like he's just been idling. I keep hoping every single day that there's going to be an announcement of 500 indictments have been issued by the Department of Justice. The Republicans in Congress have been annihilated with these indictments. When that happens, I'll say, okay, I can understand why it took so long. But until then, you aren't doing your job. Maybe you ought to sit down with Merrick. Just make sure he understands that we've got an election coming up and that if he doesn't do his job, that we could very well end up with the same man that created a lot of these problems back in the White House again. And at that point, it's not going to matter what the laws of the land are because they're going to get rewritten and they're going to be Trump laws. And there are a lot of people who are Trumpers, if they hear me say that, they're going to say, yeah, we like that idea. So what is it going to take, America? I'd like to hear from some of you. Tell me what you think it's going to take. What is going to be the final straw that breaks the camel's back when the American people stand up and the majority say, no more? and take to the streets, peacefully. Need to abide by the laws of the land. We don't want to follow the example of the other side. But we need to let the folks in Congress and the powers that be in both parties know that we've had it. We're tired of this and it needs to stop. What's it gonna take? I'm going to leave a question or a poll or something with this podcast. So depending on how you're hearing it, you should be able to click on something in the comments that'll let you provide feedback. I'm not sure how that works. I haven't really used it before. So we'll see. It should work. That's all I want to say for today. I'm I am angry and I'm growing impatient and I'm, I'm afraid that we're going to wait too long. I understand the wheels of justice can be slow, but justice delayed is justice denied and the American people are waiting for some justice and we're going to have to see proof that is going to be conclusive enough that some of these folks on the right are going to realize that they've been had. And that's going to be a hard one to prove, I'm afraid, because it's hard to break into a cult and provide the healing that the cult members need. We've got a lot of very misinformed people out there who <laughs> probably don't realize it, but when they watch Fox News, they ought to be aware of the fact that those people have been lying to them and they have known that they were lying to them and they did it anyway. And I'll tell you what, if I found out that the news channel that I watch had intentionally been lying to me, and, and I check on my own, I do spot checks to make sure that they're telling me the truth, I would turn that channel off and I would never watch it again. There's actually a few people on that channel that I, that I do watch that have 
said things in the past that I know aren't true, and I don't watch their shows. So I'm not showing up as a viewer in the ratings. So yeah, I'm just one household, but one plus one plus one plus one eventually adds up. So anyway, it is Tuesday afternoon. I'm going to try to get this uh, ready to go as quickly as possible. Thank you for listening. I know this is a longer a longer episode again. I'm trying to keep them shorter. I, I need to do a poll and find out if people prefer short episodes. Somebody said, oh, keep them under 15 minutes, which uh, that would be real hard to do. Others have said 45 minutes. Some say an hour. Some say 30 minutes. There doesn't seem to be any agreement. <laughs> and I know you can't make everybody happy, but I figure a long one, you can always turn it off and pick it up again later or pick it up next day or whatever. Anyway, I'm out of here. Thank you again for your time. The next podcast for Federal Andy is scheduled for tomorrow. It's probably going to be late tomorrow, so it might be Thursday afternoon before you actually can pick it up. But uh, I'll be back. Again, thanks for your time. Hope you have a good evening unless you have other plans. Thank you for listening. I would be grateful to you if you'd subscribe and share this podcast to let your friends and family know about it. You can also find me on Twitter at Federal Andy, and I'd be really grateful if you would follow me. I usually follow back. Be happy, safe, and healthy, and I'll hopefully be talking to you again next week. Mm -hmm.